0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Queen City Biker Church. Welcome to The Q. This is God's son, Bree. As we like to say, your favorite God's son, and I thank you for allowing me to be part of your family, to be invited into your home. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this morning you rose up on this day so that we can rise up. You rose up on this day so that we can have hope. You rose up on this day so that we can have all the desires of the heart. You rose up on this day so we can brighten our lives and brighten the way we do things. You rose up on this day so that we can have a belief system that's stronger than us. You rose up on this day so that our fellowship can bring us together in one accord under one authority, which is Jesus Christ. When you rose up this day, you rose up for the believers to believe in something bigger than anything we've ever seen you rose up this day so that we can rise up and celebrate the King, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And for this, Jesus Christ, we truly want to say, Amen, Amen, Amen. And on this day, He rose, He rose, He rose up for us. First of all, I want to say thank you for joining Queen City, By the Biker Church of God lays it on your heart. We always say, please support Queens City Biker Church as we just try to make a movement, as we try to do some things. As y'all can see, once again, we're still in our new building. We we, we, we thought we was going to be close to opening it up this weekend. And I'm going to tell you what the problem is. We got the keys to everything but the lock to the back parking lot. So we really can't get to the back parking lot. There's really no place to park in the front. They finally got the key made for us, so we thought we were just going to have to go get a new lock. So as soon as we get that key, guys, I'm telling you, we're going to just do something majorly big and just have some fun. Once again, we want to say Happy Easter to everybody. Uh, Allow the kids to go out and hunt some Easter eggs and candy and put a few nickels and dimes and quarters in Don't take away from the kids because you want to be, oh, well, uh, Easter ain't got nothing to do with a bunny. No, but Easter do have something to do with kids having fun. Allow kids to just be kids to get out and enjoy themselves and tell somebody about Jesus Christ. Tell somebody, and you don't have to go into the whole story. It would be nice if you do, but you can simply just say Jesus Christ rose so you can smile. Jesus Christ rose so that that empty heart of yours can be full. Jesus Christ simply just rose for you. Let them know that Jesus Christ rose simply for you. He went to that cross. He was scared. He was nervous. He was lonely. He felt betrayed, all that good stuff. But he still stayed on the course, followed the mission simply for you. And when he got up, it was so that you could have love in your heart. And once again, please continue to support Queen City Biker Church. Go to our Cash App, capital letters, Q C B C C L T. Continue to support the podcast. The Q Talk podcast is uh, where you hear just the sermons. The Q Talk is where you can hear Queen City Biker Church. The Q Talk is where you hear the sermons. Also, we got the Godson Breeze Show. And I know some of y'all keep asking me, when we going to start the gospel. I don't know when I'm going to start it. It's just going to be started one day because I'm still just having fun right now doing what I do and I'm still getting comfortable in my zone at what I'm doing. So that's going to come. That's going to be kind of like a natural thing. It's going to be different. Of course, you got the YouTube show, the Godson Breeze show, uh, the the, the podcast, the Godson Breeze show, and the YouTube kind of going to be the same thing. They really are. You know, there might be a little slight difference in them. But they're technically going to be the same thing. Because we got technology now where I can do them both. I just got to get better and equipped at it. And always please continue to support uh, Motorcycle Entertainment Television. I think a lot of y'all is kind of getting slack on that. We need to get built back up uh, to support Motorcycle Entertainment Television. And listen, next weekend, next Saturday, next weekend, next Saturday, we have... Uh, The Bike Blessing, it'll be at the Chairs of Thunder Clubhouse, uh, Rare Breed, Alter Egos, Chairs of Thunder, High Rollers, and if I miss somebody, I'm sorry, I don't have to fly in front of me, but all of us is coming together for you, the city, for you, the community, for us to come together and fellowship and have a good time. There's no me without you. There's no you without me. There's no I without you. We need to come together and build a bond, build a fellowship, So let's do it. And also, y'all know we're getting ready for the Breed Branch. I've been promoting it. We need y'all to come on out, fellowship. Now listen, we got some raffle tickets. No, no, let me change that. (laughs) I got some raffle tickets. I got some raffle tickets. Because I'm saying that because what better way to have a raffle ticket if you're getting it for somebody that's going to definitely pray for you to win the raffle ticket. So, you know, I'm just throwing that joke out there. But I have some raffle tickets. They're only $5. You can go to my Cash shop. God Some Breed, do the $5. But first, let me know you buying the ticket. I'm gonna be everywhere something. I'm gonna the truck stop. When I be getting diesel at truck stops, hey man, you wanna buy a rifle ticket? First prize is a 65-inch screen TV, it's a mighty nice size TV. Second prize, $200 cash. Either way, you win. So get at your boy. To get a raffle ticket for the Breed Bash, you don't have to be there uh, to win, but I got to have your information on the card. So get at me, see me, holler at me, get five at a time. but Look, get four at a time, just give me $20. How that sound? You get four, just give me $20. They $5 a ticket. That way you got four chances to win, and it's better off to do it that way, and then I don't have to give you no change back. But you can just actually go to my Cash app, but let me know you're going. I'm going to be all on social media promoting this thing because I want y'all to get at your boy because we want to celebrate you. We want you to come out because, like I said, it's simply just a backyard party. We're just going to hang out, fellowship, play some cards, some corn holes. You know, we're not really doing a lot of crazy things. We just want to do something to bring the community together for one love, one honor, one joy. Two wheels just loving amongst each other. Uh, and then we're coming back in July. In July, now listen, we're going to have a a good time in July Y'all know how we do We're going back to the woods for the biker Sunday We definitely want y'all to come out for that But I'm going to move on Then in, in the first weekend in August We got our breed anniversary Power Metal Flock Do I need to say anything besides We're going to show you love Because we truly, 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 truly love you Because we love you Because we love you Because we love you so you know we in our series simply just called Will You Join Jesus? I'm going to tell you how funny this is. When I started this here, I kind of mapped it out where I literally thought we would be ending this series today. But because the verses kept getting good and I kind of, I started out when I read the whole chapter, I had maybe three, four verses or five verses. Then as I got into it, I think a couple of times I told you I changed it. I cut it off. Because we're expository teaching verse by verse. And sometimes I don't want to go too fast through the verses. Because you need to understand what the verses is actually saying. That's why we read them to you. But we need for you to get it. So we're in part 10 of will you join Jesus? Will you join Jesus? Will you join Jesus? We're in the book of Acts. Uh, You know we're in chapter 16. Today we're in verses 35 through 37. The book of Acts chapter 16 verses 35 through 37. Like I said, I really thought that we would be ending it on this today because that was the reason why we entitled this, Will You Join Jesus? Because we simply saw, because I felt like in this chapter with what Paul and Silas was going through, The the ordeal that they did was perfect for asking the question, will you join Jesus? Because think about this here. They in a season or we're in a season where sometimes you simply just got to say, release me. Release me. Release me. Release me. I don't know whatever it is you're going through, but sometimes you just got to say, release me. Sometimes you just got to break the chains and say, release me. Sometimes you got to walk through your own imaginary door and just say, release me. Or sometimes you got to say, I am released. I have released me from this. Sometimes you just got to open up your heart. You got to be Superman and just let it out and say, release me. I am open to where I need to be. I am released From this, this bondage is gone, this chain is gone. And sometimes when you gotta break that bondage, you gotta break that chain, when you release yourself from certain things, don't even look back. Because some of y'all have been beat up emotionally, beat up mentally, beat up verbally. And you've been taking it, and you've been taking it, and your life is in a shambles, and you may not be feeling good. You've been hearing you ain't good enough. You've been hearing you ain't worthy. You don't have people stab you in the back. You don't have people lie on you. You don't have people cheat on you. You don't have people that because we're a the church, somebody wants to be the president, they I made the secret phone calls. You on your job. You a supervisor. Some new kid comes in here thinking he should be supervisor. You in your marriage, your husband I told you, don't nobody want you. You worthless. You never going to amount to nothing. You done heard it all. Now today is the day when Jesus rose up. He rose up so you can simply just say, Release me. And I don't know what that looks like for you, but I know it's time for you to simply just say, release me. In verse 35 and 36, chapter 16, the book of Acts, it simply just says in the morning. Now, y'all know where we at. Let me do. A, I always do a quick recap, but I got caught up for a moment. I'm looking at my note. Y'all know. We're in this situation where Paul Silas was locked up, in jail, beat up, spit on, tore up. Y'all notice the same example? That's why I wanted this to end today. The same example that Jesus went through. Locked up, beat up, spit up, tore up, laughed at, mocked at. They was in that same place. All of a sudden, it was an earthquake. Chains fell off. It released. But nobody ran. They stayed. The jailer could not understand what was going on. Terrified, He went in there. They were still standing They said, hey, wait a minute. Time out, bro we got you. Not only did they pray for him, they prayed for his whole family. The man who was in charge of locking them up, the man who was in charge of beating them up, the man who was in charge of helping humiliate them said, guess what? Come to my house for dinner. But it went a little deeper and personal than that. Because this same man washed away their wounds. He cleaned them up. He fed them. He prayed with them. He probably smiled with them as he was saying, I'm sorry. And now we're in verse 35 and it simply just said, in the morning, the Roman officials sent guards who who told their jailer, you can release those men now. The jailer reported this order to Paul by saying, the officials have sent the word to release you so you can leave peacefully now. Start right there for a moment. Ask yourself Because I ask myself Because I'm studying verse by verse And you hearing it verse by verse Why now? Why now? Why this day? Why say Okay We've done all this to them Why now? I mean think about it Because you got to assume that they beat them They jailed them They suffocated them. They did everything that they could do. They did everything from disturbing. But listen, 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 listen. Why now? Let the truth be told. The Bible don't say why now. But it gives us the right to have an opportunity to go into the depths of the why now. Why now? Because it was time to release them. Why now? Because maybe they felt like they had mocked them or humiliated them enough. Why now? Maybe it was because they have seen enough. But you want to know the why now? Because in the midst of darkness, in the midst of the tears, in the midst of the sorrow, in the midst of everything that we thought should have been bad and wrong, in the midst of all of this, two men simply just started singing a song. Two men in the midst of being down in a dungeon probably looked towards the heaven, which means they had to look up at all the other prisoners and guards that was mocking them and simply just sang a song. A joy for Noah's to the Lord. And as they sung this song, the earth started to tremble. As the earth started to tremble, the shackles fell off, the doors opened. And everybody stood there in awe and amaze. So you want to know why now? Because why now? Because Jesus just showed up. The Holy Spirit just showed up now. God had already done what he needed to do when he laid hands and when he touched that jailer, and he released that jailer from the bondage of being bondage by the Roman government, because guess what? He's now a follower of Jesus Christ. Not only is he not following Jesus Christ, as the man of his household, he brought his family along with him, and all of them was baptized. So why now? Because God has already showed favor on who he needed. Sometimes you don't need but one. Sometimes you don't need but one. Sometimes you don't need but one, but in this situation, the one turned into a whole family. Now you got the wife, and y'all know they didn't have washing machines back then. And she's going to the lake to wash her clothes and to clean clothes for the family while all the other wives and housemaids and women is out there washing their clothes. She gets to tell them the story of Jesus. It don't have to be a thousand. She gets to repeat. The story of Jesus. It don't have to be many. She gets to mention to them what Jesus done for them in their house. She get to tell them the story of an earthquake. Two men we did not know. We brought them into our house. We fed them. They baptized us. They talked to us. They preached us. We had a small group Bible study in our house with two guys that most of us was think is unthinkable. But when they, Lord have mercy, when they laid hands on us. That's the story the wife get to tell. Now the kids get to be out there playing stickball, kickball, whatever they played back in the time, playing with the other kids. And now they get to tell a story about two strangers that came into our house and we was baptized on that day. You got to assume maybe they was kids and they didn't quite understand the scripture, but they understood that they was baptized. They got to tell the story that these two men came into our house and how compassionate. So you got to remember, they didn't go to work with their daddy, but now they get to tell the story of how compassionate their father was. As he washed the wounds of these two men that came into our homes, that baptized baptized. That's what kids get to do. So when you think about why now, because the now has a story to tell. It's not like they just left the prison and walked away. It's not like the doors just opened the chains and they walked away. No, they had to go to work. And they went to work not knowing probably what was going to happen next, but the Holy Spirit guided them where they needed to go. And look at everything they touched. They touched the whole family. Now, what's more remarkable about the touching of this family? I wasn't there. I know I like to say that I wasn't there. But think about this here. When they left, they left this man being what? A pastor, a preacher, a bishop, an archbishop. whatever. They left this man there to continually tell the story of the upcoming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So why now? Why now? Because you got to assume that the beaten and the jailer would be significant to keep them from disturbing the peace any further. But why now? Because it was bigger than Paul and Silas. This story is being told today at the queue. Can you imagine how many times this story has been told all over the world? That's why now. Because we needed a story to tell. Look, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's Easter. You don't believe Jesus rose from the dead. I get it. I get it. It's Easter. You don't understand what's going on. You don't believe. Do you know why some of y'all don't believe it? Because y'all saying, well, if Jesus can rise from the dead, why didn't Jesus raise my mama? Why didn't Jesus raise big mama? Why didn't Jesus do this? Why Jesus got me still living? Why I'm in jail? Why Jesus turned to this? I've been there. So I know what you're thinking. But guess what? Your why now is when you accept Jesus right now. So your why now is when you right now say, man, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because listen, 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 listen. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I, tell, I say this a lot. Probably not enough. I don't get into no argument about if the Bible is right or wrong. I don't. I done been sitting around people. and They try to challenge me to get into a Bible. I don't because all I say to them is, you know what? I give you this. The Bible may not be real. See, I can say that as a Christian because I know what my heart and love is. Okay, I give you that. If you say the Bible is a hoax and the Bible is fake, okay, I give you that. I'm not finna debate with you. Right. matter of fact, I'll even sometime go even further and say, you are absolutely right. The Bible is just fake and phony. But then, because now they done not gave me the flow, I ended with "But what if?" So you can give. See, you can knock down the argument. I Jesus done already told me. I ain't got to argue about the Bible. I ain't got to put up no fight with nobody about the Bible. All he said, just mention my name. So when they are, oh, the Bible ain't real. I don't see how you could. I get it. You are right. I say you so right. You so right. But you know what? What if? What if? Because your argument is to make me believe it's not. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to give you, I'm going to pat you on the back. Tell you how right you are. Tell you how good you sound. I'm going to praise you in front of everybody. Then I'm going to say, as I leave with this argument, you know what, bro, I'm going to pray for you. Can I pray for you, keep praying for you? No, I don't want your practice. Jesus ain't real. You are right. But listen, but listen. What if Everything in the Bible is true. What if? Because listen, just as much as you don't have the finances to prove the Bible is wrong, there's been billionaires, millionaires spent plenty of money trying to prove the Bible wrong. There has been millionaires, schools, colleges, universities across this globe that has tried to prove that Jesus did not raise up from the dead. There have been people trying to prove that uh, Noah did not build an ark. There have been millions of dollars spent that Moses did not part the Red Sea. But every time somebody has spent billions and millions and trillions of dollars to prove the Bible wrong. Some kind of way, something out of them proving it wrong. What if it always happens? Something comes out of it saying it's real. So why am I debating with somebody who don't have the resources to really prove it's wrong except for God didn't give them a better job? Except for God didn't release them from whatever they were from. You gave up. God didn't give up on you. You gave up on God. While God was working on you, it didn't happen in your time. It didn't happen when you wanted to happen. So you gave up on God. And now you want to be mad at God and say, God ain't real. I'm cool with that. Because we'll say here, we're a church for people who don't like church. Because we really are that type of church. But guess why I can say that? Because we expository. So I can say we're a church for people who don't like church. Because we are 100% a verse by verse teaching of the Bible. Every now and again I might skip it because it stops at a place where there's really nothing there. Even when I do all the research that I do. So but other than that we are verse by verse. So we may be a church for a place for people who ain't no church. But I can promise you even though I'm talking a lot sometimes too much. I'm still verse by verse. So listen. But Paul told the guards, oh, verse 37, (laughs) as we (laughs) close. But Paul told the guards, Roman officials have had us beaten publicly without a trial and have thrown us in jail, even though. You, y'all remember this? Remember, I told, now I told y'all, I don't know if y'all taking notes, but a while back, I said, remember this, these guys are what? Roman citizens. I said, that's going to come back up. I, and I even said to y'all, I'm speaking ahead of time. So now my ahead of time is on time. That's why I love the fact that we are verse by verse, expository teaching. Verse 37, simply said, but Paul told the God, Roman officials have had us beaten, Publicly, without a trial, and have thrown us in jail. Even though we are Roman citizens, now they're going to throw us out secretly? There's no way they're going to get away with that. Have them escort us out. Now, I'm going to say something. This is just me being from Betafull Park, Trinity Park. This is not biblical. This is just plain old God, son, breed, Eric Caldwell, Pastor E, Jack, whatever you want to call me. I got plenty of nicknames over the years. But this is just me. Paul is taking a moment of arrogance. He's taking a moment of confidence. He's taking a moment that he knows he's right. And he's owning that moment. And I love it. Because I told y'all, put this in your notes. I said, put this in your notes. This Roman citizen thing. said, because guess what? we dealing with Paul and Silas. And who was Paul and Silas? I told y'all, they are Roman citizens. So now Paul is saying, wait a minute. Y'all had a trial. Now y'all got to also remember what, what, what we, I, I, I remember I talked about this too. If you are a Roman citizen, you have the right to do what? Talk about Jesus. Y'all go back some pages. Go back some verses. I already told y'all that this was coming back up. So now Paul is saying, wait a minute, uh-uh, you're not just going to beat my you-know-what. You're not going to have these people urinating on me, spitting on me. No, 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 no. You didn't even have a trial. You didn't even take time out to hear my side of the story. Paul said, no, no, you go back and tell them fishers that you're just not going to secretly wait till 2 o'clock in the morning and have me sneak out of town. No. I need some Roman guards around me, he's showing off, to escort me. I'm glad to leave, but they need to march me out of this town. Guess what Paul just did? He made himself look like an authoritarian figure. Did y'all catch that? He let them know. Can I say it? He showed them. Can I say it? He showed them that the great I am is I am a child of God. And because I am a child of God, you're not just going to humiliate me because I am a child of God. I want everybody to see that you made a mistake in trying to disrupt the kingdom and the word of God. So now the great I am says, escort me out of your town. When they ask Jesus, what's your name? He didn't say Jesus. He didn't say I'm a son of God. He said I am. You know why those two little simple words. Was was used like that. Because Jesus knew that someday. A follower of his. Was going to have to say I am. Paul right now. Is saying I am. Somebody. Who you locked up. I am somebody. That you beat. I am somebody that you spit on. I am somebody that you put chains on. I am somebody that you had to humiliate. I am somebody that you didn't even take time out to bring me before a judge or bring me before the court. I am somebody that you listened to these other so called Christians to crucify me, but I am a child of God that you will look at and identify with respect. You can tell me Jesus ain't real. You can tell me you don't believe in the Bible. You can tell me all that. But what you not finna do is degrade me because of my religion. Degrade me because of my belief. I'm okay with how you live your life but when are you going to be okay with how I live my life? You see, that's where we're at, even in 2023. I would say almost going into 2024. See, everybody, I was, I was reading articles this week, and, 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 and they just kept talking about whether well, Christians did this, whether well, Christians did. And you ever notice Christians don't really defend other people saying what the Christians is doing? And they'll attack that. And they'll bring that out in certain points. They're quick to tell us, well, the Christians is the reason why uh, we got problems in the homosexual committee. The Christians is the reason why we got so many people in prison. The Christian is the reason why we got abortion. The they're quick to say that. You ever know, the Christians just don't say nothing? Think about this. Because I, 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 I say this all the time. Everybody wants to well, the Christians, the church didn't stand up when they took the prayer out of schools. I'm glad they didn't. But I tell people out there, I don't care if they took prayer out of school. I it ain't even, that ain't even my dog fight. It ain't mine at all. But what I do care about is who took prayer out of your home. Because, see, I don't care if they don't pray over the intercom. I don't care if the teacher don't pray. What I care about is who's praying in your home. Because, see, my kids don't. My no, not my kid. I'm going to say my kids. My kids grow they don't have to go to school for a prayer. They can come home and daddy can pray for them. They can come home and daddy can take them to Sunday school. They can come home and daddy can take them to a children's ministry. See, y'all worried about that they take prayer out of the schools. My question is, have you took your kids to where prayer is being done? When the last time you took your kids to church? Oh, the churches isn't full today because it's Easter. Then it's going to die off for the next couple of months. Then we're going to get it back on and popping for Christmas. But after that, it's going to die back down. In between Easter and Christmas and Christmas and Easter, how many times do you at your kitchen table, how many times on your kids' way out the door, how many times on your kids' way of low-nigh the car, going back to college, loading up the car. I wasn't even a Christian. Didn't I? I hated church growing up. My parents didn't make me go to church. But the day I left to join this United States Army, my grandmama said, baby, I need you to take this Bible. I still have that Bible till this day. Never read it. Hang on, like Never read it. Never opened it up. Being honest. But I have it till this day. Even when I started seminary, I didn't use that Bible. But my grandmama said, baby, I know you ain't never been to church. But baby, you finna lead this household. You're going out into the world. But baby, I need you to take this Bible with me. Promise me you're going to take this Bible with me with you and I said yeah grandma give it to me I put it in my little bag I kept it with me throughout my whole military still got it right now because even though I didn't grow to, go to church growing up my grandma said you're going to leave this after that something from God now I'm going to be honest with you at 18 years old I didn't have an understanding of that whatsoever did not get it didn't understand it didn't know what was going on I told you I ain't never read that bible never opened up but I had it this was not my thing Went to seminary school. They was going to give me an F. We're going to flunk you if you don't get a King James Bible. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm dyslexic anyway. I honestly can barely read. When I'm studying, I have to have so much going on in the background just so that my head can focus. I break out in sweats and get nervous. I have a medical condition. But I still press on because my grandmama said, baby, I know you don't really love Jesus, but I want you to take this Bible with you. It wasn't about the Bible. The Bible was just a symbol of something that she put in my hand. What well, she was really saying, I need you to take Jesus with you, because you finna go through some stuff. I don't know what's finna happen in that United States Army. I don't know if you're going to go to war. I don't know if you're going to do this. She didn't know what was going to happen. All she knew was, you're dumb and you supposed to went to college. Because I did get accepted at a few colleges, but I was like, I spoke too much dope to go to college. But you know what? She did not let me leave. Without giving me something, so I'm saying to you, you mad at God, but you ain't giving God nothing. You ain't giving Job your God your time. You ain't giving Job your God your time. I'm gonna say it again. You can see, listen, you don't really have to give God but so much. When the last time you just said, "Oh, thank you, Jesus." I mean, really, it ain't ain't, ain't rocket science. Some churches want y'all to think it's rocket science. I know when some of y'all go to this here church, they got a new members. class. I talked about that. It takes y'all six weeks to get through that new members class, all to get to the end of the new members class to just say, will you accept Jesus Christ? They could have opened up with that and said, listen, everybody here want to accept Jesus Christ? Do you confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Lord? Do you call Jesus Christ your sin? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is born? And then they say, okay, thank you, let's go. That's all you need in a new member's class. It ain't rocket science. I know pastors that follow me and listen to me. When I, they used to have all this stuff going. This is how I know people listen to me. Because when I listen to them, I hear them saying everything that I just see. See, they talked about me when we started Queen City Biker Church. They mocked me when we started the church. They said, you ain't really a church when we started the church. But now they want to be biker friendly. Or now they want to get out here and do this and do that. Now they want to say, now a lot of these guys don't have new members class no more. Because they realize, you know what, he's right. And I like how they say it. Well, I watched this other biker church. I did it really. This is true. Y'all watch social media. I like. It. He said, I like this other biker church. How this young black pastor, who's popular in the black community on the bike said, said this. Guy sitting here. I'm assuming his wife's sitting here. And they got they got a, they got a page. They come online. And I thought, for a minute, they can't be talking about me. Then I realized, wait a minute, I'm the only black, as right now, I'm the only 100% black by church, so it ain't like they got an option. You know, so I, you know, even though I thought, they can't be talking about me. But then, I, like I said, I had to realize again, wait a minute, I'm technically the only one. So I knew. But let me say something. As I close, as we done, we through Being a Roman citizen came with perks. Being a Roman citizen really came with perks. What happened to them, let the truth be told, was simply just wrong. What happened to them was simply just wrong. It only happened because they were simply serving God. Being a Roman citizen comes with perks. Especially back then when the Roman government controlled everything. So if you was a Roman citizen, you was on top of the world. The only reason they went through what they went through was simply because they publicly out loud had hundreds and thousands of people sneak to the lake, sneak to the countryside to hear the word of God. They didn't come to no building and preach gospel. Imagine if two things happen in the United States and it'll happen to us we part of this imagine if Mark Zuckerberg says I'm rich enough wifey we just gonna retire we just gonna move on and he shut down everything social media imagine if God woke up in the morning and allowed a a thunderstorm to come and every church burnt down question Will we still have church? You got no building and there's no social media. Because a lot of us is chasing likes and views and it's allowing us to distort the church. A lot of us, because of this building that we have, is allowing us to distort the church. And we're in the midst of this. This doesn't exclude us. Because even when we started, we knew we was more of an internet church. Even when we started, we was in the dungeon. So we ain't excluded from that. But imagine if it happened. Let's be truthful. Let's ask the question. How many of y'all could go out there, either put up a pop-up tent, or just grab a microphone, or just stand out there and restart teaching the gospel? How many of y'all can get back out there in the community and fellowship? Some of y'all are so holy rolling that you're turning people away. Because listen, we call it the Bible. You know what the Bible really is? For you seminary students, y'all know it's a conversation. Really. I mean, we call it the Bible. I call it preaching the Bible. That's what I'm going to call it because that's what I'm doing. I'm preaching the Bible. But you really want to know what the Bible is, and I know you seminary students know this, because it's Bible 101. You took it your first semester. I don't care what school you went to. The Bible is really a conversation. It's a conversation. The Pentateuch 1, it's a conversation. Pentateuch 2, it's a conversation. The Gospels, it's a conversation. Jesus, he was just having a conversation. You ever notice when Jesus did something, he was usually just sitting down talking to the disciples. He was just chilling out. And in his moment of chilling, we call it preaching. Jesus went to church one time and told that sucker up. Paul went to church and wanted to kill everybody. Let's just be truthful. Paul went to church. He's standing back there in the back of the church. He was holding everybody coats After church was over, he wouldn't got permission to kill everybody that was in church. Isn't that what it says? He stood in the back. He was soft. He wasn't Paul. He was soft. He stood in the back. He held the coats. As they came in, as they left, he went to what? The government to do what? Get permission to kill all them people. So whatever they were saying in church made Paul so mad, he wanted to kill everybody. Think about it. Jesus preached a message so powerful he had to get on the ground do what we do in the military called low crawl to get away from them people. He stood back and looked at them as they were trying to kill him and he was gone. So let's just be truthful. It could happen. It could happen. Mark Zuckerberg one of the top richest men in the world. He can shut it all down. I don't need it no more. Matter of fact, let's be real. When the United States get through with Twitter, don't think they're going to stop there. Twitter's just the beginning. Not Twitter, what's it called? TikTok. TikTok is the beginning because it's easy. Because they're not an American company. But imagine if they did the same thing to everybody else. Better yet, let Mark Zuckerberg support a party that's not affiliated with who they want him to support. Watch how they come after him. It could be taken away just that quick. But are you so uppity uppity that you cannot get out here and continually preach the gospel? Because the gospel isn't about preaching. I'm preaching. But what I'm doing really isn't what the gospel is about. The gospel is about when you and your friends go out and eat. You don't have to beat them up over here with the Bible. Is your example of your walk in life is an example that makes them say, I want a piece of that Christ. Is your example of when you walking in Walmart makes somebody feel so good about your walk that they say, you must be a Christian. All right, let's go. Let's go. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. 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 Now look, I need for as I close. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. I've been up here too long. Now look at exactly what happened to Jesus. That's in my notes. That's my last closing remarks. Now let's look at what happened to Jesus. I got it written down. I'm I'm ending with that because we got to come back next week and close this out. Now let's look at what happened to Jesus. Because we got to compare the two. Because on this day, Jesus Christ rose again. On this day, Paul walked out of prison. On this day, as Paul walked out of prison, because we celebrate Easter today, on this day, Jesus rose up again. The tomb opened up so that Jesus can come out. The sun was shining bright. Maybe somewhere, it might not have been a, a, a physical cross, but maybe somewhere there just happened to be some weeds or some trees or something that simulated the cross that Jesus carried on his own to his own destiny, to his own downfall, to his own greatness. But at the end of the day, This happened to Paul on this day. This happened to Jesus on this day. I got to ask you a question because we finna go. I got to ask you a question. On this day, what's finna happen to you? On this day, what's finna happen to you? On today, what's finna happen to you? You done woke up. You done rose up. You done got up on this day. What's finna happen to you? Right now, this day, right now, this second all over social media, all over the TV, you seeing He Has Risen. you seeing Happy Easter. you seeing the kids and the bunny and everybody having a good time. On this day, right now, this day, today, 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 April the 9th, right now, 1145, what's finna happen to you? It's your day. This is your day. You don't have to do nothing. Don't nobody have to know. you watching us on social media. All you got to do is simply just say, I admit that I'm a sinner. All you got to do is say, I believe that Jesus Christ. All you got to do is confess to simple ABCs on this day you done rose up. You just rose up. You just rose above the ground. You just rose up. Man, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We want to say thank you for raising up. Thank you for being obedient to the Father. Thank you for accepting the job. Thank you for selecting the 12. Yes, one was very, very disturbing, and he became a traitor. But we thank you for allowing us to see that because so many of us have traitors in our life. But you still stayed with the mission. You still stayed on course. You still showed us that you can pray to the Father. You showed us how empty and lonely you can be. You even said, Father, don't forsake me. You said, Father, forgive them. You even said, Father, they don't even know what they're doing. You know what, Jesus, sometimes we don't know what we know. But we know we love you. And we're asking on this day that you raise up, that you raise somebody else up. Not because it's East. Because I know on Easter a whole bunch of people go up there to the altar. And they get it. A whole bunch of people lay their hands on the TV. No, we want them to get up next week. We want them to get up next year. We want them to get up the year after next year. And continue to serve you. As their king. So on this day as you rose up. Let's raise up. The lost. And the ones who believe that don't believe the ones who've never believed in you, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We want to say amen, amen, and amen.